If you grew up going to church, if you grew up um, seeing people who went to church, if you grew up a follower of Jesus, a lot of times what we hear a lot in the, in the world, we hear a word used in church a lot that, that I think so often if you grew up going to church like I did, um, sometimes it just loses its meaning. And the fact is that we refer to God as Father. Like we refer to God as Father. Does that, does that not blow your mind? The idea that the God of the universe invites us to call him Father. That's how he relates to us. He is the one who came up with the idea that we would be his children and he would be our Father. The God of the universe is a Father. What an amazing truth. And we can relate to them to him in that way. And that God not only is a Father, he's a Father who loves having a huge family. Okay? Loves having a huge family. Like, Jim Bob Duggar's got nothing on God. Like, huge, like counting on and counting on and counting on. Um, some of you guys got that. That's okay. That was actually more just for me. You guys can laugh if you want at my jokes, but mostly they're for me, just so you guys know. Um, but if, if uh, the fact that we refer to God as a father, that he wants us to call him father, and that he loves having a huge family. He loves having a huge family. This is true. And because this is true, it totally and radically shapes how we view God, how we relate to God, and how we live our life. God is a father who loves having a huge family. And so, whoa, wait, hold up. I'm going to swallow, and then we're going to keep going. Okay, choke there for a little bit. Um, So God's a God who has a huge family. And there's huge implications for that. And we're going to be in the book of Romans today to talk about that. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8. So if you have a Bible, you can go there. Otherwise, the words are going to be up on the screen as well. And I want you to follow. There's three things that are huge for us because God is a father. The first thing is because God is a father, we have a new life. We have a new life. In Romans 8, 13 says this, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You see, there's two ways to live life. One leads to death, and one leads to eternal life. The way that leads to death is by trusting in ourselves, by thinking that we're the most important thing in the world, that we worship ourselves and our own feelings and desires, and we walk down that road, and that actually leads us to death. Anybody in here like made a train wreck of their life because of decisions they made? You ever try to do something by yourself and on your own thinking that you got this covered and yet it leads to making a bigger mess than what you even started with? Because so often we lack the wisdom and we lack the perspective of God that that we make decisions that we think are going to be good, but ultimately they end up leading to death. There's a way to live your life like that, but there's another way. There's another way and that is to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus means to give your life to him, to submit your life to him. And I know as Americans, we don't like to talk about submission all that much. It's not like a really fun word uh, to talk about, to submit your life to something. And yet, God says, if you submit your life, if you put your trust in me, if you would trust me and let me lead you, I will lead you to the ways of life. And that God gives us this new life, a life that leads to eternal life. And we put to death that old way. We put to death all these things that we want. Like We just say, you know what, God, I don't want any of that anymore. I want to follow you. Please lead me to where you want me to go. And that is the way that leads us to life. So he gives us a new life. When, when God is our father, he gives us a new life. The next thing he does, he gives us a new family. Gives us a new family in verses 14 and 15. 
For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. It's an amazing thing that when we put our trust in Jesus, he gives us his Holy Spirit to dwell within us. Okay, that's, It's a mystery, but it's incredible. The, the, this reality that the Spirit of God dwells within all of us who would give our lives to him, who trust in Jesus. He gives us his Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and, and, and illuminate the scriptures and, 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 and all these different things. He says if we're led by the Spirit of God, we are sons of God. That God only gives his spirit to those who are his. Like he, he gives us this as children, as a gift. He leads us through this. He says we aren't given a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. We love adoption at Ignite. Our family loves adoption. We are touched by so many people who have adopted and have the, just the privilege of being able to be adopted. It's an incredible thing. And the reason why adoption is so amazing and so incredible is because adoption is God's idea. It's God's idea to adopt. We just mimic God by adopting people and bringing, us, bringing people into our families. God is the one who adopts us. He didn't give us a, slavery, a spirit of slavery but we receive the spirit of adoption, that we're adopted into his family. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, you've been adopted. And God continues to add to his family by way of adoption. I just think that's incredible. And he says, we, we have the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, some of you know Abba as a Swedish band. And some of you no, Abba from two really pointless movies. And some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, you have been saved from suffering and pain. <laughs> Just want you to know that. Abba's an interesting word. Abba is, um, Abba is a term of endearment. Um, kids will call their father Abba. It's, it's not only like a term of, uh, of, of closeness, but it's also a term of respect. So there's this idea that there's respect and then closeness at the same time, and that's what you get in Abba. I think of, like, in my family, I, if I were to refer to uh, my male parent as father, he would know I'm trying to get something from him, right? Father, what do you want, right? Um, but dad... Dad is the term that I use for my father. And it's, it's both warm and inviting, but it's also um, one of those things that shows respect. Like that's a special name that I have for him. And Abba is very much the same way. And, and he says, this, this is incredible. The God of the universe says, you can call me Abba. I've adopted you. You can call me Abba. In those moments when Adoptive parents, when, when your kids call you mom and dad in that moment, you know that there's this closeness that, yes, legally it was done, but now there's this closeness that comes with it, that this is my dad. And he says, when we put our trust in Jesus, we get that close to God, that we can refer to him as Abba. And he gives us a new family, not just with him as our father, but also adopting other brothers and sisters 
which means our, we are the craziest, most eclectic family in the history of the world. Uh, we're all black sheep. Uh, so uh, if you're like, I don't know about the family of God, it's like, yeah, well, God, God's love is so vast that he would even adopt me. That's what's pretty amazing about it. I mean, think about that for a sec. That God would bring us all in to a new family. But he also not only just gives us a new, uh, a new life and a new family, he gives us a new future. He gives us a new future in 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. The Spirit himself, the Spirit of God that lives and dwells within the followers of Jesus bears witness to our own self that we are children of God. That when we doubt and when we struggle and when we have those things, the Spirit of God softly whispers to our soul and says, no, you're a, you're a child of God. You belong to the Father. I don't know, I've done this. I sinned again and again and again. He says, yes, but you are a child of God. And he says, children and heirs. If it means you're a child, it means you also have, uh, you're also an heir. An heir is an interesting thing because heirs get an inheritance, if you're an heir to something, you get an inheritance. An inheritance is a gift. Someone else does all the hard work and builds all the wealth and all the treasures. and all, they, It's their blood and sweat and tears that make the fruit of their labors. And then they give the fruit of their labors to someone else. That's an inheritance. So someone does all the work and then they give it to you. Why would you receive an inheritance? Because you're family. And there's a deep love. It's not that we're like family, it's that we are family. Because we get an inheritance. And Jesus, because he went to the cross for us, lived a sinless life that none of us could live, went to the cross on our behalf, died in our place, and rose from the dead. That is the work of Jesus, and the fruit of that labor is eternal life, which is given to us. That's our inheritance. We have an inheritance in Christ because of what he's done for us. It's the work of Jesus that is our inheritance. And that inheritance is to be with Jesus and God the Father forever. Like so much so that Jesus says, I'm gonna go and prepare a room for you. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. God is preparing a room for you to dwell in his kingdom. That's an amazing, unbelievable truth that the God of the universe not only loves you deeply, but likes you, and likes you enough to have you live with him, and be there with him, and be in relationship and communion with him where there's no more pain or suffering or drama anymore. This is the inheritance of God that we get. This is our father who says, I love you. What am I going to give you? I'm going to give you myself. How many of us long to spend time with a really good dad? And the perfect father says, I'm going to give you myself, and for eternity, we're going to walk together. And not just like family, but you are family because I'm adopting you. The price of our adoption is the cross of Jesus Christ. That's the price of our adoption. That's what it cost to adopt us. And he removed the guilt and the shame and the sin 
from our lives on the cross and makes it possible for us to be in his family, removing the hostility where he can just welcome us in. God is a father who loves having a huge family. And this huge family, this adoption, you're like, man, I, I would love, you ever had that moment where you're like, I wanna get adopted? You ever been to anybody, any of your friend's house and you're like, this family is so cool, I wish they would just adopt me? You ever had that moment? If you look at this and go, man, I, I want a new life. I wanna be part of this family. Not just like family, but be family. I wanna be with God for forever. I want to be adopted. That's available to anybody because God loves having a huge family. And the reason why we're here on this earth is because there are still more yet to be adopted. And we as his children get to share this message with other people. And we get to talk to them about the God who loves them deeply. The God who doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done that he can take away all of that sin, not just sweeping it under the rug, pretend like it didn't happen, but rather deal with it on the cross. And so it's never gonna haunt you. Again, you're part of his family. And that comes by way of trusting in Jesus, opening your heart to him and putting your trust in him. And because of that, adoption is possible. In the adoption world, there is a phrase called the forever family. Not getting bounced around anymore, not going from here to there, not being unsure of where to live anymore, what the future is going to bring. Putting your trust in Jesus makes you part of a forever family. And even though we may suffer in this world and there's trials and pain, Jesus never leaves nor forsakes and doesn't revoke his adoption because it depends upon him. It's available to anybody who would put their trust in him today.